0: How y'all doing there? Sure, Show later. Thank y'all for stopping by for another episode of this Removing the Illusion podcast. Man, look at him. Now y'all know before we had to talking about what I'm gonna talk about or what we gonna talk about tonight. Gotta tell y'all what I'm smoking on. And tonight I'm smoking on this Partagas Maduro number one. Ooh, let me tell y'all. Now look, the little story behind this little Partagas. Back in my early cigar smoking big days, probably around about a year, probably about two years ago, like I said, when I had first started trying to dip my feet back into this cigar smoking or coming came out of a little divorce or need a little recreation. So I went down to St. Augustine down here in Florida and I went to this cigar spot. It was called Isabella. Isabella, oh! If y'all ever in Saint Augustine, Florida, y'all got to stop by Isabella and have some of that good Cuban coffee. And let me tell you, she got all on the wines and stuff like that. Y'all can taste. She don't have a great big humidor, but she got a nice little size humidor, and she got quality cigars in there. Isabella, fine cigars in Saint Augustine. That's where I had my first Partagas man. Let me tell you something. I asked, I had asked uh, Miss uh, Isabella to recommend something. And, you know, she, of course, she asked me my palate, and I wasn't no full-body smoke at that time. I was, I was probably about in between a mile and a medium at that time. And what she did was she recommended, actually, she recommended this Particus. Now, it wasn't a Maduro that, uh, that, uh, that, that, uh, that she recommended i can't think of what it was but it was a part of us but i got this part of us maduro number one because you know that that's what they call me maduro but let me tell you something i sure enjoyed that cigar but what i enjoyed even more down isabella was the cuban coffee her daughter made me some cuban coffee first time i ever had some let me tell you it was out of this world it was fantastic let me tell y'all and she made it in this in in this uh in this coffee making machine i guess it was like what they got in cuba it was an old-fashioned coffee machine like with these metal and this filter like a, a hand crank like one of them old water pumps you know back in the days when they used to pump water about the ground it kind of looked it like that Matter of fact, I got some pictures somewhere of it. And if I find out, I'll post it on my little website here. And I got some pictures of Isabella, to her establishment, too. But that Cuban coffee, she made the old fashioned way. I told her just to keep it coming. It was so good. Now, usually in my coffee, I don't, or Espresso, I don't take no sugar. But she put a little sugar sweetened up for me. And let me tell y'all something. I sat out there on her front porch about five hours smoking me a part of good cigar and drinking that good cuban coffee and her daughter just kept them coming i drove back home that night man my eyes was wide open i must stay up for two days couldn't sleep at all because i ain't know nothing about cuban coffee and all that, that cuban espresso whatever they call it how good and how strong it was all the guy knows that thing was tasting good with that cigar and she just kept them coming and man let me tell you something like i say i drove back home my eyes was wide open I couldn't go to sleep driving even if I wanted to. <laughs> it was some good stuff. So that but I'm smoking on here tonight. I'm smoking on, on this Particles Maduro No one. Now let me tell y'all about this thing, cause I always gotta tell y'all about this about this thing here. I'm smoking on, right? Now let me tell you something. It's the first of the Maduro series launched within the Particles brand. It's characterized by its dark Maduro wrapper as a result of the extra fermentation period. Enhance its full flavor. Available exclusively through La Casa del Habana and specializes around the world. The Particles Maduro No. 1. also features a new and attractive product design. This thing here called a Bofinto, a protected leaf of paper inside the box. And Rio. the color strip or the short size of the box. I don't know what all that stuff is. It's brown color and small band accompanies the traditional ring of the brand. Also in the same color with the name of this new Vital. I don't know what all that stuff is. The only thing I know is, let me tell you something, man. This thing here, the strength is a medium to full. Right, what I'm smoking on here is a, is a five, is it's a length, it's a five and five by one eight ring gauge of 52. The shape is a Robusto. The taste, it is kind of spicy, it has a nice even burn to it. And uh I'm really I'm really enjoying this Stick Now, This is the first time that I have ever smoked the Paduros, I mean, I mean the, the part Maduro No one. This is my first time today smoking this thing here. And let me tell you, I am really is enjoying it. It is a good stick. Now, if y'all want to go to my website, you know, you can take a look at my website, and you can take a look at what this little cigar looks like. You can go to JR Cigars, you can go to one of them, uh, you can go on the website to find this Cuban Cigars. You can go to uh, Holtz, and y'all look for this uh, Partagas Maduro Number 1. Now, I only bought a couple of them, you know, a, a single one, you can get a single one for like $20. You can get a box for maybe like $295. So, it's a it's a good it's a good cigar. It's a good cigar. And, and usually I don't spend that much money on those no cigars. Now, $20, that's way out of my price range, but this is kind of a special cigar here. That's why I only bought two of them. Now, usually my price range, when I buy a good stick, my price range is probably anywhere from 8 from eight to $12. But when I saw this product, of Gus Maduro, number one, I couldn't help but go in and on one and bought me a couple of them. You see what I'm saying? Because they're only going to be smoked for a special occasion. Now this one here that I'm smoking now, I probably only smoke all of it tonight. I'll maybe only smoke half of the half of it tonight. And then I'll put it back in my humidor, you know, for maybe, you know, a little later time. And here's some good advice for y'all cigar smokers out there, or your new cigar smokers, you professional cigar smokers, y'all already know this. If you don't smoke all of your cigar in one sitting, what you do is you don't let it burn out by itself before you well, before you let let it burn out by itself, blow through it. Blow through it, blow all the smoke it, because when you know when you smoke a cigar, you it's like you, you're not inhaling, but you're sucking it into your mouth. If you're not gonna smoke all your cigar, blow through it, blow through it, blow through, it, blow through it. Then let it sit. That way, it don't it, that that way. When you're letting it sit, it don't continue to burn up the inside and taste like charcoal or some of like that when you pick the cigar up later. So that's some good advice for y'all. That you don't you're not gonna smoke all your cigar. You know, smoke you know half of it. If, if it's a good stick, like a twenty-dollar stick, I'm not gonna throw a twenty-dollar stick away. Now tonight, I'm not gonna, like I said, I'm not gonna sit here and smoke it all. I already know that for a fact. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep on getting me a little taste out of it. Then I'm gonna blow through it, blow all the air back through it opposite. Cause when it's sitting, it's still sucking the air in, cause you didn't draw air in. But when it's, when you, when you blow through it and you let it sit, it's not. Taking the air, is, taking the air in is still exhausting, so it's not gonna burn up all the back in the inside. So when you when I, lay, when I light this little thing, here it on probably tomorrow, when I light it, or maybe Thursday, when I pick it back up again, it's still gonna be good and fresh. And then also clip the ends also. That's some good advice if y'all not gonna smoke all your cigar in one sitting. But yeah, but this this is this 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 is a good stick. This this part of this Maduro number one, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend this stick here. All right. Now look at it. Now tonight. Now, this little pile of talk here, what we're going to talk about tonight, is probably going to be a two part series, you know, because, you know, it is definitely long. We're going to talk about insurance, because, like I was telling y'all, insurance is a big money maker. Matter of fact, after the Great Depression, a lot of the businesses got turned around by getting into the insurance game. And what made me think about insurance again was I was online and I was on actually on YouTube and had this thing on there about Elon Musk. Now Elon Musk is getting into the insurance business, which is a which is a hell of a smart move. The insurance business because now you know since a lot of these insurance companies, you know, they don't want to insure his cause because of technology. Not so much because of the technology, it's because they don't have enough information and data. See a lot of times these insurance companies, you know, they gotta analyze the data, information on people habits and driving The type of vehicle stuff like that They don't have enough data in their, these insurance companies In their database to, to to review or examine How to charge people for car insurance On these self driving cars They just don't have enough information on it So that's why a lot of times These crash, these Chrysler, these Tesla cars You know they, they, they charge them An astronomical amount of money To insure them So what Tesla doing now Tesla is getting into the insurance game Tesla is gonna start insuring his own vehicle. I mean, that is a brilliant move because you think you think about something. A lot of times, like right now with these insurance companies, if you get a Tesla, Tesla and you get an accident, say you just get a minor ding in your car, they'll total it, well. They'll total that whole car, especially if the airbag deployed. They'll they'll total that whole car out because they because they don't know how to price Chrysler. I mean, a Tesla cars or it's getting repaired. So a lot of times, you know, they'll just they mean, they'll, they'll just total the car out. And just pay you off but see that's that they lose a lot of money like that but see but with Tesla see the, when him getting into the game of insurance he not only sell you the car he gonna insure the car and then the the, the repair cost to replace the car the parts come from him so it's a win-win win win-win for him it's like what I told the people about, like, these credit unions. A lot of these credit unions, like General Motors, GMC, General Motors Credit Union, and you got Ford Credit Union, and now you got the Navy Credit Union, and now you got all these credit unions. Like, I give an example, like General Motors, they got into the car financing game, which was a brilliant move. Why are we going to let somebody else finance our cars? Because this is how the whole situation, uh, situation works. If you work for General Motors, right? You go buy a General Motors car. You go go to GMAC and get that car financed, right? So GM gonna finance that car for you. You work for GM and they're gonna finance that car for you and they're gonna take money out your check every week for that car that you financed through them. So they're actually getting something for nothing because it costs them nothing to make that car because they go out and borrow that money from a bank or whoever, right? They're going to borrow that money. And then to meet payroll, what General Motors and these companies do is they go borrow money to meet payroll. You see what I'm saying? They borrow money. See, you, see, you, you know what? I'm giving everything away. I'm, I'm getting all off track. I'm getting all off track. Look, first thing we're going to do is I want y'all to take a look at this insurance thing. Like I say, take a look at this insurance thing. Listen to it and see how this insurance game works. You got a lot of business people like Andrew Carnegie, all the Rockefeller. A lot of these folks made their money off of insurance. They made their money off of insurance to invest in buying other things. Because insurance is like getting free money from folks. It's free money. Look, I'm about to get carried away. Y'all listen to this thing here. I'm gonna sit down here and I'm gonna smoke my part of this, Maduro number one, and then I'm gonna come back and talk to y'all on the flip side. And let me go talk about this insurance thing. But first, I want y'all to get some real education. Let's, 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 so let's take a listen. To this thing here. All right now. All right.
1: Insurance. Insurance is a means of protection from financial loss. It is a form of risk management, primarily used to hedge against the risk of a contingent or uncertain loss. An entity which provides insurance is known as an insurer, insurance company, insurance carrier, or underwriter. A person or entity who buys insurance is known as an insured or as a policyholder. The insurance transaction involves the insured assuming a guaranteed and known relatively small loss in the form of payment to the insurer in exchange for the insurer's promise to compensate the insured in the event of a covered loss. The loss may or may not be financial, but it must be reducible to financial terms, and usually involves something in which the insured has an insurable interest established by ownership, possession, or pre-existing relationship. The insured receives a contract, called the insurance policy, which details the conditions and circumstances under which the insurer will compensate the insured. The amount of money charged by the insurer to the policyholder for the coverage set forth in the insurance policy is called the premium. If the insured experiences a loss which is potentially covered by the insurance policy, the insured submits a claim to the insurer for processing by a claims adjuster. The insurer may hedge its own risk by taking out reinsurance, whereby another insurance company agrees to carry some of the risk especially if the primary insurer deems the risk too large for it to carry. History Early methods Methods for transferring or distributing risk were practiced by Chinese and Babylonian traders as long ago as the 3rd and 2nd millennia BC, respectively. Chinese merchants traveling treacherous river rapids would redistribute their wares across many vessels to limit the loss due to any single vessel's capsizing. The Babylonians developed a system which was recorded in the famous Code of Hammurabi, C. 1750 BC, and practiced by early Mediterranean sailing merchants. If a merchant received a loan to fund his shipment, he would pay the lender an additional sum in exchange for the lender's guarantee to cancel the loan should the shipment be stolen or lost at sea. Circa 800 BC, the inhabitants of Rhodes created the general average. This allowed groups of merchants to pay to ensure their goods being shipped together. The collected premiums would be used to reimburse any merchant whose goods were jettisoned during transport. Whether due to storm or sinkage, separate insurance contracts, i.e., insurance policies not bundled with loans or other kinds of contracts, were invented in Genoa in the 14th century, as were insurance pools backed by pledges of landed estates. The first known insurance contract dates from Genoa in 1347, and in the next century, maritime insurance developed widely and premiums were intuitively varied with risks. These new insurance contracts allowed insurance to be separated from investment a separation of roles that first proved useful in marine insurance. Modern methods Insurance became far more sophisticated in Enlightenment-era Europe, and specialized varieties developed. Lloyd's Coffee House was the first organized market for marine insurance. Property insurance as we know it today can be traced to the Great Fire of London, which in 1666 devoured more than 13,000 houses. The devastating effects of the fire converted the development of insurance from a matter of convenience into one of urgency, a change of opinion reflected in Sir Christopher Wren's inclusion of a site for the insurance office in his new plan for London in 1667. For a number of attempted fire insurance schemes came to nothing, but in 1681, economist Nicholas Barbon and 11 associates established the first fire insurance company, the Insurance Office for Houses, at the back of the Royal Exchange to insure brick-and-frame homes. Initially, 5,000 homes were insured by his insurance office. At the same time, the first insurance schemes for the underwriting of business ventures became available. By the end of the 17th century, London's growing importance as a centre for trade was increasing demand for marine insurance. In the late 1680s, Edward Lloyd opened a coffee house, which became the meeting place for parties in the shipping industry wishing to insure cargoes and ships, and those willing to underwrite such ventures. These informal beginnings led to the establishment of the insurance market Lloyds of London and several related shipping and insurance businesses. The first life insurance policies were taken out in the early 18th century. The first company to offer life insurance was the Amicable Society for a Perpetual Assurance Office, founded in London in 1706 by William Talbot and Sir Thomas Allen. Edward Rowe Maurice established the Society for Equitable Assurances on Lives and Survivorship in 1762. It was the world's first mutual insurer and it pioneered age-based premiums based on mortality rate laying the framework for scientific insurance practice and development and the basis of modern life assurance upon which all life assurance schemes were subsequently based. In the late 19th century accident insurance began to become available. The first company to offer accident insurance was the Railway Passengers Assurance Company, formed in 1848 in England to insure against the rising number of fatalities on the nascent railway system. By the late 19th century, governments began to initiate national insurance programs against sickness and old age. Germany built on a tradition of welfare programs in Prussia and Saxony that began as early as in the 1840s. In the 1880s, Chancellor Otto von Bismarck introduced old age pensions, accident insurance, and medical care that formed the basis for Germany's welfare state. In Britain, more extensive legislation was introduced by the Liberal government in the 1911 National Insurance Act. This gave the British working classes the first contributory system of insurance against illness and unemployment. This system was greatly expanded after the Second World War under the influence of the Beverage Report, to form the first modern welfare state. Principles Insurance involves pooling funds from many insured entities, known as exposures, to pay for the losses that some may incur. The insured entities are therefore protected from risk for a fee, with the fee being dependent upon the frequency and severity of the event occurring. In order to be an insurable risk the risk insured against must meet certain characteristics insurance as a financial intermediary is a commercial enterprise and a major part of the financial services industry but individual entities can also self-insure through saving money for possible future losses insurability risk which can be insured by private companies typically shares seven common characteristics one large number of similar exposure units since insurance operates through pooling resources the majority of insurance policies are provided for individual members of large classes, allowing insurers to benefit from the law of large numbers in which predicted losses are similar to the actual losses. Exceptions include Lloyds of London, which is famous for ensuring the life or health of actors, sports figures and other famous individuals. However, all exposures will have particular differences, which may lead to different premium rates. 2. Definite loss. The loss takes place at a known time, in a known place and from a known cause. The classic example is death of an insured person on a life insurance policy. Fire, automobile accidents, and worker injuries may all easily meet this criterion. Other types of losses may only be definite in theory. Occupational disease, for instance, may involve prolonged exposure to injurious conditions where no specific time, place, or cause is identifiable. Ideally, the time, place, and cause of a loss should be clear enough that a reasonable person, with sufficient information, could objectively verify all three elements. 3. Accidental loss, the event that constitutes the trigger of a claim should be fortuitous, or at least outside the control of the beneficiary of the insurance. The loss should be pure, in the sense that it results from an event for which there is only the opportunity for cost. Events that contain speculative elements such as ordinary business risks or even purchasing a lottery ticket are generally not considered insurable. 4. Large loss, the size of the loss must be meaningful from the perspective of the insured. Insurance premiums need to cover both the expected cost of losses, plus the cost of issuing and administering the policy, adjusting losses, and supplying the capital needed to reasonably assure that the insurer will be able to pay claims. For small losses, these latter costs may be several times the size of the expected cost of losses. There is hardly any point in paying such costs unless the protection offered has real value to a buyer. 5. Affordable premium. If the likelihood of an insured event is so high, or the cost of the event so large, that the resulting premium is large relative to the amount of protection offered, then it is not likely that the insurance will be purchased, even if on offer. Furthermore, as the accounting profession formally recognizes in financial accounting standards, the premium cannot be so large that there is not a reasonable chance of a significant loss to the insurer. If there is no such chance of loss, then the transaction may have the form of insurance, but not the substance see the U.S. Financial Accounting Standards Board pronouncement number 113, accounting and reporting for reinsurance of short-duration and long-duration contracts. 6. Calculable loss, there are two elements that must be at least estimable, if not formally calculable, the probability of loss, and the attendant cost. Probability of loss is generally an empirical exercise, while cost has more to do with the ability of a reasonable person in possession of a copy of the insurance policy and a proof of loss associated with a claim presented under that policy to make a reasonably definite and objective evaluation of the amount of the loss recoverable as a result of the claim. 7. Limited risk of catastrophically large losses. Insurable losses are ideally independent and non-catastrophic, meaning that the losses do not happen all at once and individual losses are not severe enough to bankrupt the insurer, insurers may prefer to limit their exposure to a loss from a single event to some small portion of their capital base capital constraints insurers ability to sell earthquake insurance as well as wind insurance in hurricane zones in the united states flood risk is insured by the federal government in commercial fire insurance it is possible to find single properties whose total exposed value is well in excess of any individual insurers capital constraint such properties are generally shared among several insurers or are insured by a single insurer who syndicates the risk into the reinsurance market. Legal. When a company insures an individual entity, there are basic legal requirements and regulations. Several commonly cited legal principles of insurance include. 1. Indemnity, the insurance company indemnifies, or compensates, the insured in the case of certain losses only up to the insured's interest. 2. Benefit insurance, as it is stated in the study books of the Chartered Insurance Institute, the insurance company does not have the right of recovery from the party who caused the injury and is to compensate the insured regardless of the fact that insured had already sued the negligent party for the damages, for example, personal accident insurance. 3. Insurable interest, the insured typically must directly suffer from the loss. Insurable interest must exist whether property insurance or insurance on a person is involved. The concept requires that the insured have a stake in the loss or damage to the life or property insured. What that stake is will be determined by the kind of insurance involved and the nature of the property ownership or relationship between the persons. The requirement of an insurable interest is what distinguishes insurance from gambling. 4. Utmost good faith, uberima fides, the insured and the insurer are bound by a good faith bond of honesty and fairness. Material facts must be disclosed. 5. Contribution, insurers which have similar obligations to the insured contribute in the indemnification, according to some method. 6. Subrogation, the insurance company acquires legal rights to pursue recoveries on behalf of the insured, for example, the insurer may sue those liable for the insured's loss. The insurers can waive their subrogation rights by using the special clauses. 7. Causa proxima, or proximate cause, the cause of loss, the peril, must be covered under the insuring agreement of the policy, and the dominant cause must not be excluded. 8. Mitigation, in case of any loss or casualty, the asset owner must attempt to keep loss to a minimum, as if the asset was not insured. Indemnification To indemnify means to make whole again, or to be reinstated to the position that one was in, to the extent possible, prior to the happening of a specified event or peril. Accordingly, life insurance is generally not considered to be indemnity insurance, but rather contingent insurance, i.e., a claim arises on the occurrence of a specified event. There are generally three types of insurance contracts that seek to indemnify an insured. 1. A reimbursement policy. 2. A pay on behalf or on behalf of policy. 3. An indemnification policy. From an insured standpoint, the result is usually the same, the insurer pays the loss and claims expenses. If the insured has a reimbursement policy, the insured can be required to pay for a loss and then be reimbursed by the insurance carrier for the loss and out-of-pocket costs including, with the permission of the insurer, claim expenses. Under a pay on behalf policy, the insurance carrier would defend and pay a claim on behalf of the insured who would not be out of pocket for anything. Most modern liability insurance is written on the basis of pay on behalf language which enables the insurance carrier to manage and control the claim. Under an indemnification policy, the insurance carrier can generally either reimburse or pay on behalf of, whichever is more beneficial to it and the insured in the claim handling process an entity seeking to transfer risk, an individual, corporation, or association of any type, etc., becomes the insured party once risk is assumed by an insurer, the insuring party, by means of a contract, called an insurance policy. Generally, an insurance contract includes, at a minimum, the following elements, identification of participating parties, the insurer, the insured, the beneficiaries, the premium, the period of coverage, the particular loss event covered, the amount of coverage, i.e., the amount to be paid to the insured or beneficiary in the event of a loss, and exclusions, events not covered. An insured is thus said to be indemnified against the loss covered in the policy. When insured parties experience a loss for a specified peril, the coverage entitles the policyholder to make a claim against the insurer for the covered amount of loss as specified by the policy. The fee paid by the insured to the insurer for assuming the risk is called the premium. Insurance premiums from many insureds are used to fund accounts reserved for later payment of claims, in theory for a relatively few claimants, and for overhead costs. So long as an insurer maintains adequate funds set aside for anticipated losses, called reserves, the remaining margin is an insurer's profit. Exclusions Policies typically include a number of exclusions, including typically Asterisk Nuclear Exclusion Clause, excluding damage caused by nuclear and radiation accidents Asterisk War Exclusion Clause, excluding damage from acts of war or terrorism. Social Effects Insurance can have various effects on society through the way that it changes who bears the cost of losses and damage. On one hand it can increase fraud, on the other it can help societies and individuals prepare for catastrophes and mitigate the effects of catastrophes on both households and societies. Insurance can influence the probability of losses through moral hazard, insurance fraud, and preventive steps by the insurance company. Insurance scholars have typically used moral hazard to refer to the increased loss due to unintentional carelessness and insurance fraud to refer to increased risk due to intentional carelessness or indifference. Insurers attempt to address carelessness through inspections, policy provisions requiring certain types of maintenance, and possible discounts for loss mitigation efforts. While in theory insurers could encourage investment in loss reduction, some commentators have argued that in practice insurers had historically not aggressively pursued loss control measures particularly to prevent disaster losses such as hurricanes because of concerns over rate reductions and legal battles. However, since about 1996 insurers have begun to take a more active role in loss mitigation, such as through building codes. Methods of Insurance According to the study books of the Chartered Insurance Institute, there are variant methods of insurance as follows. 1. Co-insurance, Risks shared between insurers. 2. Dual insurance, having two or more policies with overlapping coverage of a risk, both the individual policies would not pay separately, under a concept named contribution, they would contribute together to make up the policyholder's losses. However, in case of contingency insurances such as life insurance, dual payment is allowed. 3. Self insurance, situations where risk is not transferred to insurance companies and solely retained by the entities or individuals themselves. For reinsurance, situations when the insurer passes some part of or all risks to another insurer, called the reinsurer. Insurer's Business Model Insurers may use the subscription business model, collecting premium payments periodically in return for ongoing and slash or compounding benefits offered to policyholders. Underwriting and Investing Insurer's business model aims to collect more in premium and investment income than is paid out in losses, and to also offer a competitive price which consumers will accept. Profit can be reduced to a simple equation. Profit equals earned premium plus investment income, incurred loss, underwriting expenses. Insurers make money in two ways. Asterisk through underwriting, the process by which insurers select the risks to insure and decide how much in premiums to charge for accepting those risks. Asterisk by investing the premiums they collect from insured parties. The most complicated aspect of insuring is the actuarial science of rate making, price setting, of policies which uses statistics and probability to approximate the rate of future claims based on a given risk. After producing rates, the insurer will use discretion to reject or accept risks through the underwriting process. At the most basic level, initial rate making involves looking at the frequency and severity of insured perils and the expected average payout resulting from these perils. Thereafter an insurance company will collect historical loss data, bring the loss data to present value, and compare these prior losses to the premium collected in order to assess rate adequacy. 23 loss ratios and expense loads are also used. Rating for different risk characteristics involves, at the most basic level, comparing the losses with loss relativities of policy with twice as many losses would therefore be charged twice as much. More complex multivariate analyses are sometimes used when multiple characteristics are involved and a univariate analysis could produce confounded results. Other statistical methods may be used in assessing the probability of future losses. Upon termination of a given policy, the amount of premium collected minus the amount paid out in claims is the insurer's underwriting profit on that policy. Underwriting performance is measured by something called the combined ratio, which is the ratio of expenses slash losses to premiums. A combined ratio of less than 100% indicates an underwriting profit, while anything over 100 indicates an underwriting loss a company with a combined ratio over 100% may nevertheless remain profitable due to investment earnings. Insurance companies earn investment profits on float. Float, or available reserve, is the amount of money on hand at any given moment that an insurer has collected in insurance premiums but has not paid out in claims. Insurers start investing insurance premiums as soon as they are collected and continue to earn interest or other income on them until claims are paid out. The Association of British Insurers, grouping together 400 insurance companies and 94% of UK insurance services, has almost 20% of the investments in the London Stock Exchange. In 2007, US industry profits from flow totaled $58 billion. In a 2009 letter to investors, Warren Buffett wrote, we were paid $2.8 billion to hold our float in 2008. In the United States, The underwriting loss of property and casualty insurance companies was $142.3 billion in the five years ending 2003. But overall profit for the same period was $68.4 billion, as the result of Float. Some insurance industry insiders, most notably Hank Greenberg, do not believe that it is possible to sustain a profit from Float forever without an underwriting profit as well, but this opinion is not universally held. Reliance on float for profit has led some industry experts to call insurance companies investment companies that raise the money for their investments by selling insurance. Naturally, the float method is difficult to carry out in an economically depressed period. Bear markets do cause insurers to shift away from investments and to toughen up their underwriting standards, so a poor economy generally means high insurance premiums. This tendency to swing between profitable and unprofitable periods over time is commonly known as the underwriting, or insurance, cycle claims claims and loss handling is the materialized utility of insurance it is the actual product paid for claims may be filed by insureds directly with the insurer or through brokers or agents the insurer may require that the claim be filed on its own proprietary forms or may accept claims on a standard industry form such as those produced by a Insurance company claims departments employ a large number of claims adjusters supported by a staff of records management and data entry clerks. Incoming claims are classified based on severity and are assigned to adjusters whose settlement authority varies with their knowledge and experience. The adjuster undertakes an investigation of each claim, usually in close cooperation with the insured, determines if coverage is available under the terms of the insurance contract, and if so, the reasonable monetary value of the claim, and authorizes payment the policyholder may hire their own public adjuster to negotiate the settlement with the insurance company on their behalf. For policies that are complicated, where claims may be complex, the insured may take out a separate insurance policy add-on, called loss recovery insurance, which covers the cost of a public adjuster in the case of a claim. Adjusting liability insurance claims is particularly difficult because there is a third party involved, the plaintiff who is under no contractual obligation to cooperate with the insurer and may in fact regard the insurer as a deep pocket. The adjuster must obtain legal counsel for the insured, either inside house counsel or outside panel counsel, monitor litigation that may take years to complete, and appear in person or over the telephone with settlement authority at a mandatory settlement conference when requested by the judge. If a claims adjuster suspects under insurance, the condition of average may come into play to limit the insurance company's exposure. In managing the claims handling function, insurers seek to balance the elements of customer satisfaction, administrative handling expenses, and claims overpayment leakages. As part of this balancing act, fraudulent insurance practices are a major business risk that must be managed and overcome. Disputes between insurers and insureds over the validity of claims or claims handling practices occasionally escalate into litigation, see insurance bad faith. Marketing Insurers will often use insurance agents to initially market or underwrite their customers. Agents can be captive, meaning they write only for one company, or independent, meaning that they can issue policies from several companies. The existence and success of companies using insurance agents is likely due to improved and personalized service. Companies also use broking firms, banks, and other corporate entities, like self help groups, microfinance institutions, NGOs, etc. To market their products. Types Any risk that can be quantified can potentially be insured. Specific kinds of risk that may give rise to claims are known as perils. An insurance policy will set out in detail which perils are covered by the policy and which are not. Below are non exhaustive lists of the many different types of insurance that exist. A single policy that may cover risks in one or more of the categories set out below. For example, vehicle insurance would typically cover both the property risk theft or damage to the vehicle, and the liability risk, legal claims arising from an accident. A home insurance policy in the United States typically includes coverage for damage to the home and the owner's belongings, certain legal claims against the owner, and even a small amount of coverage for medical expenses of guests who are injured on the owner's property. Business insurance can take a number of different forms, such as the various kinds of professional liability insurance, also called professional indemnity, (PI). Which are discussed below under that name, and the business owner's policy, BOP, which packages into one policy many of the kinds of coverage that a business owner needs, in a way analogous to how homeowners' insurance packages the coverages that a homeowner needs. Auto insurance. A wrecked vehicle in Copenhagen. Auto insurance protects the policy holder against financial loss in the event of an incident involving a vehicle they own, such as in a traffic collision. Coverage typically includes asterisk property coverage for damage to or theft of the car. Asterisk liability coverage, for the legal responsibility to others for bodily injury or property damage. Asterisk medical coverage, for the cost of treating injuries, rehabilitation, and sometimes lost wages and funeral expenses. Gap insurance. Gap insurance covers the excess amount on your auto loan in an instance where your insurance company does not cover the entire loan. Depending on the company's specific policies it might or might not cover the deductible as well. This coverage is marketed for those who put low down payments, have high interest rates on their loans, and those with 60 month or longer terms. Gap insurance is typically offered by a finance company when the vehicle owner purchases their vehicle, but many auto insurance companies offer this coverage to consumers as well. Health insurance. Health insurance policies cover the cost of medical treatments. Dental insurance, like medical insurance, protects policyholders for dental costs. In most developed countries, All citizens receive some health coverage from their governments, paid through taxation. In most countries, health insurance is often part of an employer's benefits. Income Protection Insurance Workers' compensation, or employers' liability insurance, is compulsory in some countries. Asterisk Disability insurance policies provide financial support in the event of the policyholder becoming unable to work because of disabling illness or injury. It provides monthly support to help pay such obligations as mortgage loans and credit cards. Short-term and long-term disability policies are available to individuals, but considering the expense, long-term policies are generally obtained only by those with at least six-figure incomes, such as doctors, lawyers, etc. Short-term disability insurance covers a person for a period typically up to six months, paying a stipend each month to cover medical bills and other necessities. Asterisk long-term disability insurance covers an individual's expenses for the long-term, up until such time as they are considered permanently disabled and thereafter insurance companies will often try to encourage the person back into employment in preference to and before declaring them unable to work at all and therefore totally disabled. Asterisk disability overhead insurance allows business owners to cover the overhead expenses of their business while they are unable to work. Asterisk Total Permanent Disability Insurance provides benefits when a person is permanently disabled and can no longer work in their profession, often taken as an adjunct to life insurance. Asterisk Workers' Compensation Insurance replaces all or part of a worker's wages lost and accompanying medical expenses incurred because of a job-related injury. Casualty Insurance Casualty Insurance insures against accidents, not necessarily tied to any specific property. It is a broad spectrum of insurance that a number of other types of insurance could be classified, such as auto, workers' compensation, and some liability insurances. Asterisk Crime Insurance is a form of casualty insurance that covers the policyholder against losses arising from the criminal acts of third parties. For example, a company can obtain crime insurance to cover losses arising from theft or embezzlement. Asterisk Terrorism Insurance provides protection against any loss or damage caused by terrorist activities. In the United States in the wake of 9-11, the Terrorism Risk Insurance Act 2002, TRIA, set up a federal program providing a transparent system of shared public and private compensation for insured losses resulting from acts of terrorism. The program was extended until the end of 2014 by the Terrorism Risk Insurance Program Reauthorization Act 2007, TRIPRA. Asterisk Kidnap and Ransom Insurance is designed to protect individuals and corporations operating in high-risk areas around the world against the perils of kidnap, extortion, wrongful detention and hijacking. Asterisk Political Risk Insurance is a form of casualty insurance that can be taken out by businesses with operations in countries in which there is a risk that revolution or other political conditions could result in a loss. Life Insurance Amicable Society for a Perpetual Assurance Office, Sergeants Inn, Fleet Street. London, 1801 Life insurance provides a monetary benefit to a decedent's family or other designated beneficiary, and may specifically provide for income to an insured person's family, burial, funeral and other final expenses. Life insurance policies often allow the option of having the proceeds paid to the beneficiary either in a lump sum cash payment or an annuity. In most states, a person cannot purchase a policy on another person without their knowledge. Annuities provide a stream of payments and are generally classified as insurance because they are issued by insurance companies, are regulated as insurance, and require the same kinds of actuarial and investment management expertise that life insurance requires. Annuities and pensions that pay a benefit for life are sometimes regarded as insurance against the possibility that a retiree will outlive his or her financial resources. In that sense, they are the complement of life insurance and, from an underwriting perspective, are the mirror image of life insurance. Certain life insurance contracts accumulate cash values, which may be taken by the insured if the policy is surrendered or which may be borrowed against. Some policies, such as annuities and endowment policies, are financial instruments to accumulate or liquidate wealth when it is needed. In many countries, such as the United States and the UK, the tax law provides that the interest on this cash value is not taxable under certain circumstances. This leads to widespread use of life insurance as a tax efficient method of saving as well as protection in the event of early death. In the United States, the tax on interest income on life insurance policies and annuities is generally deferred. However, in some cases, the benefit derived from tax deferral may be offset by a low return. This depends upon the insuring company, the type of policy and other variables, mortality, market return, etc. Moreover, other income tax saving vehicles, Example IRAs, 401k plans, Roth IRAs, may be better alternatives for value accumulation. Burial Insurance Burial insurance is a very old type of life insurance which is paid out upon death to cover final expenses, such as the cost of a funeral. The Greeks and Romans introduced burial insurance C600 CE when they organized guilds called benevolent societies which cared for the surviving families and paid funeral expenses of members upon death. Guilds in the Middle Ages served a similar purpose, as did friendly societies during Victorian times. Property This tornado damage to an Illinois home would be considered an act of God for insurance purposes. Property insurance provides protection against risks to property, such as fire, theft, or weather damage. This may include specialized forms of insurance such as fire insurance, flood insurance, earthquake insurance, home insurance, inland marine insurance or boiler insurance. The term property insurance may, like casualty insurance, be used as a broad category of various subtypes of insurance, some of which are listed below. Asterisk Aviation Insurance protects aircraft hulls and spares, and associated liability risks, such as passenger and third-party liability. Airports may also appear under the subcategory, including air traffic control and refueling operations for international airports through to smaller domestic exposures. Asterisk boiler insurance also known as boiler and machinery insurance, or equipment breakdown insurance, insures against accidental physical damage to boilers, equipment, or machinery. Asterisk Builder's Risk Insurance insures against the risk of physical loss or damage to property during construction. Builder's Risk Insurance is typically written on an all-risk basis covering damage arising from any cause, including the negligence of the insured, not otherwise expressly excluded. Builders' risk insurance is coverage that protects a person's or organization's insurable interest in materials, fixtures, or equipment being used in the construction or renovation of a building or structure should those items sustain physical loss or damage from an insured peril. Asterisk crop insurance may be purchased by farmers to reduce or manage various risks associated with growing crops. Such risks include crop loss or damage caused by weather, hail, drought, frost damage, insects, or disease. Index-based insurance uses models of how climate extremes affect crop production to define certain climate triggers that if surpassed have high probabilities of causing substantial crop loss. When harvest losses occur associated with exceeding the climate trigger threshold, the index-insured farmer is entitled to a compensation payment. Asterisk earthquake insurance is a form of property insurance that pays the policyholder in the event of an earthquake that causes damage to the property. Most ordinary home insurance policies do not cover earthquake damage. Earthquake insurance policies generally feature a high deductible. Rates depend on location and hence the likelihood of an earthquake, as well as the construction of the home. Asterisk Fidelity bond is a form of casualty insurance that covers policyholders for losses incurred as a result of fraudulent acts by specified individuals. It usually insures a business for losses caused by the dishonest acts of its employees. Asterisk Flood insurance protects against property loss due to flooding. Many U.S. insurers do not provide flood insurance in some parts of the country. In response to this, the federal government created the National Flood Insurance Program which serves as the insurer of last resort. Asterisk home insurance, also commonly called hazard insurance or homeowner's insurance, often abbreviated in the real estate industry as HOI, provides coverage for damage or destruction of the policyholder's home. In some geographical areas, the policy may exclude certain types of risks, such as flood or earthquake, that require additional coverage. Maintenance-related issues are typically the homeowner's responsibility. The policy may include inventory, or this can be bought as a separate policy, especially for people who rent housing. In some countries, insurers offer a package which may include liability and legal responsibility for injuries and property damage caused by members of the household, including pets. Asterisk landlord insurance covers residential or commercial property that is rented to tenants. It also covers the landlord's liability for the occupants at the property. Most homeowners insurance, meanwhile, cover only owner-occupied homes and not liability or damages related to tenants. 35. Asterisk marine insurance and marine cargo insurance cover the loss or damage of vessels at sea or on inland waterways, and of cargo in transit, regardless of the method of transit. When the owner of the cargo and the carrier are separate corporations, marine cargo insurance typically compensates the owner of cargo for losses sustained from fire, shipwreck, etc., but excludes losses that can be recovered from the carrier or the carrier's insurance. Many marine insurance underwriters will include time element coverage in such policies, which extends the indemnity to cover loss of profit and other business expenses attributable to the delay caused by a covered loss. Asterisk renters insurance often called tenant's insurance, is an insurance policy that provides some of the benefits of homeowner's insurance, but does not include coverage for the dwelling, or structure, with the exception of small alterations that a tenant makes to the structure. Asterisk supplemental natural disaster insurance covers specified expenses after a natural disaster renders the policyholder's home uninhabitable. Periodic payments are made directly to the insured until the home is rebuilt or a specified time period has elapsed. Asterisk surety bond insurance is a three party insurance guaranteeing the performance of the principal. Asterisk volcano insurance is a specialized insurance protecting against damage arising specifically from volcanic eruptions. Asterisk windstorm insurance is an insurance covering the damage that can be caused by wind events such as hurricanes. Liability. Liability insurance is a very broad superset that covers legal claims against the insured. Many types of insurance include an aspect of liability coverage. For example, a homeowner's insurance policy will normally include liability coverage which protects the insured in the event of a claim brought by someone who slips and falls on the property. Automobile insurance also includes an aspect of liability insurance that indemnifies against the harm that a crashing car can cause to others' lives, health, or property. The protection offered by a liability insurance policy is twofold, a legal defense in the event of a lawsuit commenced against the policyholder and indemnification, payment on behalf of the insured with respect to a settlement or court verdict. Liability policies typically cover only the negligence of the insured, and will not apply to results of willful or intentional acts by the insured. Asterisk Public Liability Insurance or General Liability Insurance covers a business or organization against claims should its operations injure a member of the public or damage their property in some way. Asterisk Directors and Officers Liability Insurance protects an organization, usually a corporation, from costs associated with litigation resulting from errors made by directors and officers for which they are liable. Asterisk Environmental Liability or Environmental Impairment Insurance protects the insured from bodily injury, property damage, and cleanup costs as a result of the dispersal, release or escape of pollutants. Asterisk Errors and Omissions Insurance ENO, is business liability insurance for professionals such as insurance agents, real estate agents and brokers, architects, third-party administrators. TPAs, and other business professionals. Asterisk Prize Indemnity Insurance protects the insured from giving away a large prize at a specific event. Examples would include offering prizes to contestants who can make a half-court shot at a basketball game, or a hole-in-one at a golf tournament. Asterisk Professional Liability Insurance, also called Professional Indemnity Insurance, PI protects insured professionals such as architectural corporations and medical practitioners against potential negligence claims made by their patients clients. Professional liability insurance may take on different names depending on the profession. For example, professional liability insurance in reference to the medical profession may be called medical malpractice insurance. Often a commercial insureds liability insurance program consists of several layers. The first layer of insurance generally consists of primary insurance, which provides first dollar indemnity for judgments and settlements up to the limits of liability of the primary policy. Generally, primary insurance is subject to a deductible and obligates the insured to defend the insured against lawsuits, which is normally accomplished by assigning counsel to defend the insured. In many instances, a commercial insured may elect to self-insure. Above the primary insurance or self-insured retention, The insured may have one or more layers of excess insurance to provide coverage, additional limits of indemnity protection. There are a variety of types of excess insurance, including standalone excess policies, policies that contain their own terms, conditions, and exclusions, follow form excess insurance, policies that follow the terms of the underlying policy except as specifically provided, and umbrella insurance policies, excess insurance that in some circumstances could provide coverage that is broader than the underlying insurance. Credit. Credit insurance repays some or all of a loan when the borrower is insolvent. Asterisk mortgage insurance insures the lender against default by the borrower. Mortgage insurance is a form of credit insurance, although the name credit insurance more often is used to refer to policies that cover other kinds of debt. Asterisk many credit cards offer payment protection plans which are a form of credit insurance. Asterisk trade credit insurance is business insurance over the accounts receivable of the insured. The policy pays the policyholder for covered accounts receivable if the debtor defaults on payment. Asterisk collateral protection insurance, CPI, insures property, primarily vehicles, held as collateral for loans made by lending institutions. Other types. Asterisk all risk insurance is an insurance that covers a wide range of incidents and perils, except those noted in the policy. All risk insurance is different from peril specific insurance that cover losses from only those perils listed in the policy. In car insurance, all risk policy includes also the damages caused by the own driver. High-value horses may be insured under a bloodstock policy. Asterisk bloodstock insurance covers individual horses or a number of horses under common ownership. Coverage is typically for mortality as a result of accident, illness, or disease but may extend to include infertility, in-transit loss, veterinary fees, and prospective foal. Asterisk business interruption insurance covers the loss of income, and the expenses incurred, after a covered peril interrupts normal business operations. Asterisk Defense Base Act, DBA, insurance provides coverage for civilian workers hired by the government to perform contracts outside the United States and Canada. DBA is required for all U.S. citizens, U.S. residents, U.S. green card holders, and all employees or subcontractors hired on overseas government contracts. Depending on the country, foreign nationals must also be covered under DBA. This coverage typically includes expenses related to medical treatment and loss of wages, as well as disability and death benefits. Asterisk expatriate insurance provides individuals and organizations operating outside of their home country with protection for automobiles, property, health, liability, and business pursuits. Asterisk legal expenses insurance covers policyholders for the potential costs of legal action against an institution or an individual. When something happens which triggers the need for legal action, It is known as the event. There are two main types of legal expenses insurance, before the event insurance and after the event insurance. Asterisk livestock insurance is a specialist policy provided to, for example, commercial or hobby farms, aquariums, fish farms, or any other animal holding. Cover is available for mortality or economic slaughter as a result of accident, illness, or disease but can extend to include destruction by government order. Asterisk Media Liability Insurance is designed to cover professionals that engage in film and television production and print, against risks such as defamation. Asterisk Nuclear Incident Insurance covers damages resulting from an incident involving radioactive materials and is generally arranged at the national level. See the Nuclear Exclusion Clause and, for the United States, the Price, Anderson Nuclear Industries Indemnity Act. Asterisk Pet Insurance insures pets against accidents and illnesses, Some companies cover routine-slash-wellness care and burial, as well. Asterisk Pollution insurance usually takes the form of first-party coverage for contamination of insured property either by external or on-site sources. Coverage is also afforded for liability to third parties arising from contamination of air, water, or land due to the sudden and accidental release of hazardous materials from the insured site. The policy usually covers the costs of cleanup and may include coverage for releases from underground storage tanks. Intentional acts are specifically excluded. Asterisk purchase insurance is aimed at providing protection on the products people purchase. Purchase insurance can cover individual purchase protection, warranties, guarantees, care plans and even mobile phone insurance. Such insurance is normally very limited in the scope of problems that are covered by the policy. Asterisk tax insurance is increasingly being used in corporate transactions to protect taxpayers in the event that a tax position it has taken is challenged by the IRS or estate, local, or foreign taxing authority. Asterisk title insurance provides a guarantee that title to real property is vested in the purchaser or mortgagee, free and clear of liens or encumbrances. It is usually issued in conjunction with a search of the public records performed at the time of a real estate transaction. Asterisk travel insurance is an insurance cover taken by those who travel abroad, which covers certain losses such as medical expenses, loss of personal belongings, travel delay, and personal liabilities. Asterisk tuition insurance insures students against involuntary withdrawal from cost-intensive educational institutions. Asterisk interest rate insurance protects the holder from adverse changes in interest rates, for instance for those with a variable rate loan or mortgage. Asterisk divorce insurance is a form of contractual liability insurance that pays the insured a cash benefit if their marriage ends in divorce. Insurance financing vehicles. Asterisk fraternal insurance is provided on a cooperative basis by fraternal benefit societies or other social organizations. Asterisk no-fault insurance is a type of insurance policy, typically automobile insurance, where insureds are indemnified by their own insurer regardless of fault in the incident. Asterisk Protected Self-Insurance is an alternative risk financing mechanism in which an organization retains the mathematically calculated cost of risk within the organization and transfers the catastrophic risk with specific and aggregate limits to an insurer so the maximum total cost of the program is known. A properly designed and underwritten protected self-insurance program reduces and stabilizes the cost of insurance and provides valuable risk management information. Asterisk Retrospectively Rated Insurance is a method of establishing a premium on large commercial accounts. The final premium is based on the insured's actual loss experience during the policy term, sometimes subject to a minimum and maximum premium, with the final premium determined by a formula. Under this plan, the current year's premium is based partially, or wholly, on the current year's losses, although the premium adjustments may take months or years beyond the current year's expiration date. The rating formula is guaranteed in the insurance contract. Formula retrospective premium equals converted loss plus basic premium times tax multiplier. Numerous variations of this formula have been developed and are in use. Asterisk formal self-insurance is the deliberate decision to pay for otherwise insurable losses out of one's own money. This can be done on a formal basis by establishing a separate fund into which funds are deposited on a periodic basis, or by simply foregoing the purchase of available insurance and paying out of pocket. Self-insurance is usually used to pay for high frequency low-severity losses. Such losses, if covered by conventional insurance, mean having to pay a premium that includes loadings for the company's general expenses, cost of putting the policy on the books, acquisition expenses, premium taxes, and contingencies. While this is true for all insurance, for small, frequent losses the transaction costs may exceed the benefit of volatility reduction that insurance otherwise affords. Asterisk reinsurance is a type of insurance purchased by insurance companies or self-insured employers to protect against unexpected losses. Financial reinsurance is a form of reinsurance that is primarily used for capital management rather than to transfer insurance risk. Asterisk social insurance can be many things to many people in many countries. But a summary of its essence is that it is a collection of insurance coverages, including components of life insurance disability income insurance, unemployment insurance, health insurance, and others, plus retirement savings, that requires participation by all citizens. By forcing everyone in society to be a policy holder and pay premiums, it ensures that everyone can become a claimant when or if they need to.